There are a lot of myths and misconceptions out there about podcasts that are quite frankly stopping you from starting your life-changing podcast. So in this episode, I'm debunking some of those myths as well as answering some of the questions I've gotten recently that have made me think, huh, I wonder where they heard that. So if you've heard anything about podcasting that has stopped you from starting yours, share it with me here under this YouTube video, or if you're watching this on Instagram, share it on our Instagram. Instagram comments because I'd love to jump into the comments with you and debunk some of those myths that are getting in the way of you starting your show. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 189 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. This week, we're continuing with our series on the business of podcasting. In this episode, I'm sharing common myths and misconceptions that prevent people from starting their shows. Before we dive into the rest of the episode, please take a moment to review our show on Apple Podcasts. This helps others like you discover our show so we can continue to help them launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script with these common myths and misconceptions about podcasting. So the first myth I've heard about podcasting is that you need a fancy studio and a lot of equipment in order to start your podcast. False. You know what? If you've watched the show for any length of time or listened to this podcast, you know that this isn't my original podcast setup. This isn't the original mic that I used when I first started. When I first started, I found a $70 Blue Yeti mic. I worked with that until it gave up on me. This isn't the same camera that I've used. You've probably seen that the image has gotten much more crisp over time. In fact, I started out with a DSLR camera that my husband gifted me as a push gift. It was meant to document and take pictures of my babies, but I turned around and used it for social media and this show. In fact, it wasn't meant for video, which is why the video quality wasn't that great. So over time, I have upgraded. Start where you are. Your phone is actually great for taking video and the microphone works, especially within a close range. The microphone can give you some great audio quality. Start with whatever you have. And once you prove that you're going to be consistent and you're going to be able to consistently improve, then you can start investing and not all at once. Maybe you can invest in a better quality microphone, then invest in a better quality lighting system or better quality camera, but take it easy. You don't need to go big bang with this whole huge package of things that you may not actually need or want to use or feel comfortable using in the long run. As far as the podcasting studio, let me tell you, you don't need a podcasting studio. This is my bedroom. I don't have my office. It's being worked on right now. And until then, I may do with a corner in my bedroom. A lot of people I know, just like I did, record in a closet. I started out recording in a closet and some huge podcasters today record in their closets as well. They're not using a fancy studio. They're recording on Zoom just like I am. They haven't upgraded beyond that because it works well for them. 
So use what you have and be wherever you are, wherever you're most comfortable. Why introduce a barrier to you actually creating a podcast by making yourself have to get up, get dressed and drive to a podcasting studio? Wouldn't you much prefer to roll out of bed into your closet and record an episode? Reduce the barriers to your success. Why get fancy equipment that now you have to figure out how to work it before you can record that episode? Use your phone that you already know how to work and get to podcasting. You don't need all of that shiny stuff. Don't get in your own way. You can do it with whatever you have. So that was myth number one. Myth number two is that you need an LLC and a trademark in order to get started with your podcast. So once again, this is false. You can just start your podcast. Now, where an LLC comes into play is if a podcast is a marketing vehicle attached to a business, which means that the business is earning money that it needs to pay taxes on. That's when you're going to need an LLC. That's when you're going to need a trademark because this is an asset that's a part of your business. Now, if you get to a point where your podcast itself is generating money, then that is an entity that you have to make legal. And at that point, you need to consult an attorney and an accountant that can help you figure out how to best create a structure around your podcast that's earning money. But for the vast majority of you, you're just starting your podcast. You're trying to figure out if this thing is even going to stick why introduce another barrier where you now you're going to have to figure out how do I create this LLC? How do I find a way to trademark my logo or my name for this podcast that I don't even know if it's going to stick around? Some people will rebrand their podcast. Some people will rebrand their color scheme for their shows. Things evolve over time. So why introduce such permanence that you have to pay for in order for you to start the show? It's not necessary for you to have an LLC and a trademark. Now, when it comes to trademarking, we actually had Kiana from Trademark My Stuff on the show and she shared a lot of information with us on trademarking. So definitely check her out if you are at a point where you're ready to start trademarking your brand in general, not just podcasts, but don't let that myth get in the way of you starting your podcast. Now, this next myth is that you need to be perfectly scripted in order to start your podcast. I know some of us are starting out at a place where we're a little bit uncomfortable being so public. We're a little bit uncomfortable showing our face and we think our voice sounds weird. I get it. And it may be a barrier to you getting started, but what you may not realize is that this show takes multiple takes sometimes. This show definitely gets edited, so you don't see all the bloopers that I have before I create a cohesive show. So don't be fooled by the fact that people's shows look like they're so polished and well put together. Now, that being said, do not script your show out word for word. So if you have in your mind that for some reason you're going to use a teleprompter, let's say, it's going to be so clear that you're reading, it's going to be a little bit robotic, and it's just not going to land with your audience. So don't feel the need to script out every single word. Don't feel the need to use a teleprompter because yes, it may seem like a great crutch for you in the short term, but it's just not going to be sustainable in the long run. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, I don't think you should be on here shooting the breeze 
either, unless that truly is the genre of shows that you're in. Maybe have segments built into your show. Maybe every episode you kick off the show by talking about the weather, then you touch on sports scores for the week, whatever it is. Like you have segments, and within those segments, because you have an idea of what you should be talking about within those segments, it makes it easier to just flow, right? So putting a little bit of structure around your show, number one. And number two, actually having some sort of a topic that your show is about will help you feel like you're prepared. You're not coming on starting from ground zero every single time trying to figure out, okay, what am I talking about today? Because you have a sense of this is what my show is about and this is the topic of the episode today. So don't feel like your show needs to be perfectly scripted and polished. We all have our thing. I say so a lot as I'm transitioning from question to question whenever I have interview guests. I say uh and um as much as the next person. What I will tell you is that over the years with practice, I've gotten better and so will you. If you listen back to my original episodes, my initial episodes, you will see that I have come a long way and you will come a long way as well. You don't have to be perfect to start. Don't let your need for perfectionism get in the way of you starting something that could have such a great impact on so many people. The next myth comes from those of you who would like to have interview style shows. And it's that you feel like no one will come on your show if you don't pay them. And I have to say the vast majority of podcasts are not paying people to come on their show. The vast majority of guests are not expecting money in exchange for their appearance on the show. That is 100% a myth. That's not to say that there aren't some shows out there in certain podcasting niches that are charging, but in general, I have never paid a guest to come on the show because there is an even exchange of value going on here. They may have something, a program or an opportunity coming up within their world that they need some publicity around. And I, as a podcaster, a media company, someone with a community that I'm serving, I need to get some resources in front of my community. So there's an even exchange of value there. That is the payment. So if you feel like you need to pay people in order for them to come on your show. That is a myth. Also, the other sub part of this myth I hear is that no one will want to come on my show because nobody knows me. Now, that might be true. You're not going to get Oprah to come on your show. However, what I will say is start where you are. Start with your friends and family if they're relevant to be on your show, invite them or ask them to introduce you to their second and third degree connections. What that does is it helps you create a portfolio of episodes. And if you do a good job of doing whatever it is you're covering or covering whatever it is you're covering as a podcaster, that gives you credibility to then reach out to people who seem to be a further reach for you and ask them to be on your show. 
That being said, you're not going to get a 100% yes rate. I don't have a 100% yes rate. My yes rate has gone up over the years because I can tell people, look who else has been on my show. And when they see people in their niche or people that they look up to have been on the show, then it's easier for them to say yes. Over time, I've built relationships with journalists. I've built relationships with people in the PR space, and they bring me their clients. So in the beginning, not everyone is going to say yes to you, even if it's not because of the money thing. It may simply be because you need to demonstrate that their reputation is going to be in good hands if they come on your show. Because even for them, when they come onto your show as a guest, this is a part of their media coverage collection, so to speak. So they want good press out there about them. They want a show that's going to present them in a good light. So make sure that you're honing your craft and working on improving with people that you are comfortable with before making the reach for guests that you don't know or you're not connected to so that it's easier for those guests to say yes to you when you finally do make the ask. But in general, you may only get a 2% yes rate and then slowly over time, you can improve that. The next myth I hear a lot is I am not technical enough to start a podcast. If I start a podcast, I probably won't be able to afford it because I have to hire a ton of people to do everything. And that is just false. I worked on Wall Street and besides listening to podcasts, I'd never produced one and I figured it out. In fact, I am in beta testing for my new podcasting course where I'm giving everyone the resources, right? I'm giving everyone everything I didn't have all the templates, all the coaching to launch their show successfully and grow their show successfully. I've put everything into this course. So if you're interested in joining the next round of my podcasting course, you can join the wait list. I'll put the link in the description box and in the show notes. But basically, I didn't know anything and I was able to piece it together. And so can you. You are intelligent enough to figure it out and to Google the different pieces. Sure, the information is all over the place and you will have to go through a little bit of trial and error, but you can start. You can absolutely start and do it over time. Now, if you decide that, okay, certain things are just too technical for me and I don't want to have to, for example, edit the show myself, you can absolutely go to sites like Fiverr where most services start at $5 and you can get someone to edit your show. Most hosting sites have a free tier that allows you to host certain amounts or certain hours of your show for a short amount of time just so you can test it out for free before committing. And in general, every month, you're probably going to pay between $20 and $50 for hosting. So it's affordable, especially if you already have a business and you're making money off of that business to spend $10 or $20 a month on hosting for the show. So ultimately, you can do it. Don't allow the myth being spread by people who are saying you're going to need a whole team in order to run your podcast, get in your way, because sure, there are podcasts that are run by multiple, multiple people. However, they didn't start that way. They figured out how to monetize their podcast and then were able to build a team around that. So by the way, if you're curious, how will I monetize my podcast when I have one? I 
do have a video that I put out about monetizing and all the different ways that you can make money simply by having a podcast. So if you're interested, check that video out. But in general, you don't need to be making a ton of money from your show. You don't need to spend a ton of money on creating a podcast. Those are all myths that are getting in the way of you adding value to the space in which you are an expert. The world needs to hear your voice and they need to hear it through a podcast that hopefully you're going to start. So if I have debunked any myths that were holding you back from starting your podcast, let me know in the comments. And if there are still questions you have about podcasting that are kind of making you hesitate when you think about launching your show, let me know what those are in the comments. I would love to hear it. With that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She's Off Script podcast. We will see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript. Or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode.